Well, welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, everybody. My name is Mark. My name is Jessica. And we have the one and only singing pastor in the flesh, Adam Hendrick. Hey, everyone. Uh, This is a number that I wrote uh, many years ago. It's called Father Abraham. Is everybody ready for the singing pastor? Oh, was, that was so good. It was really funny because I put that in the chat online. And oh, I don't nice. know if a lot of people got my joke, but there are a few that were like, nice. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, well, the singing pastor's back. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even think about Different that because that's not exactly normal, yeah. a song I You're trying to consider a real song. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if you don't always. know what we're talking about, make sure you go to YouTube yeah. and watch. I guess you could listen to, but. The motions that Adam does in this is pretty funny, but yeah, yeah, we all, I mean, Father Abraham. I liked that people like kind of sing along because I was like, yep. yep yeah. Well, absolutely. Lori, my wife and I were debating like the night before I was like, yeah. remind me about this song. I'm going to do this little bit in the sermon. And I thought <laughs> you stuck your tongue out too. And she's like, you're thinking of a, to- uh, a tootie ta. And I was like, oh my gosh, have you ever heard of that? A tootie and you stick your tongue out. I was like, I don't know. I feel like we did that with Father Abraham. Anyways, not neither here nor there. Left arm, right foot, left foot, nod your head, turn around and sit down. Yeah, I think that's right. That's like the orthodox way of doing Father (laughs) Abraham. I can't tell right now if I missed out on a fun childhood experience or if I was. Oh, so you actually don't even know what we're talking about? No, I don't. Can you fill me in on (laughs) a joke? Well, do you know Father Abraham? Did you get that song? I mean, he's not my dad, but like, <laughs> that was the that joke. Was that was my joke. Cool. <laughs> Did you guys do that in the Methodist Church? Father yeah. Abraham and many songs. I should remember this, especially because my mom was my children's minister. You would remember that not. song. It's very yeah. I don't think we yeah. Did. Just a, wow. Okay. We well, did. yeah, that's sort of a default Sunday school song yeah. that I had to throw in there. A tootie ta. <laughs> Which I feel I very pastoral saying that phrase. Mm. That's a totally different kid's song. Okay. I not, didn't not know that one song. as a kid, but I was a day camp counselor uh, in a, for a summer camp at a mm-hmm. church, and they did that song. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure our listeners have really enjoyed mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. Uh, starting banter. <laughs> Another one they did at the day songs. camp that I didn't know is they, I forget how the full thing goes, but then it's like... um shoot it's like you take out jesus oh. out of the box and you kiss him and <laughs> no, then the second no, part no, is thing. you is take thing? satan out and you smash his face <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh that feels I you like i kid you not i think you went to a cult actually because <laughs> that's not a thing is that what sacred summers is all about is you just going back to singing childhood songs and redeeming them oh that would nope, be actually nope, really nope. fun uh, yeah, there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in this series called The Rest of the Story. <laughs> nice. Ooh. We're talking about... What a pro transition. Right childhood there. things. Yeah. Stories. Yeah. That's a good themes, metaphors that we're like, oh, how sweet that there was a, a big boat that all the animals went mm-hmm. on. But what about the global flood? Or how did all the animals <laughs> get on there? Or your final question, what happened to all the poopy? <laughs> Yeah, I for thanks. sure have thought about that. <laughs> thanks for putting that on Instagram too. I saw that <laughs> You're welcome. last night. Yeah. I really appreciate it. It was really funny because I was trying to decide between like three or four like 
actual meaty, like, oh, that's a cool way to approach, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about this question. Or this. And I was like, no, like, I got to do the poopy one. <laughs> well, it's funny because after the service, yeah. I talked to uh, a couple of people. Um, they're in our legacy service and they had a class and she was like, she's a sweet older lady. Mm. And she was just like, we just couldn't stop talking about how bad it would have stunk on there. I've never thought about that. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, I've always thought about yeah. that piece. Like, yeah, that's a full-time job, pooper scooper. If you're going to let go, <laughs> Thanks. It was like you had your chores, yeah. and he had, what, two sons? I don't remember. And uh, that was like rock, paper, scissors, or like, you were mean to your brother today, so you're the pooper scooper today. For 24-7, like, nonstop. <laughs> and. If I was to like Lectio Divina myself into the like into the ark as there's a storm with a rocking boat, I'm seasick. The animals are for sure seasick. Yeah. That's just not a place that feels like a fun oh. Sunday school song. I just would like to say I appreciate that you made Lectio Divina into a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> oh, I like to yeah, it was like a verb. If I Lectio Divina my way in yeah. there. Yeah. Oh my god. Which is kind of what you're doing. This is a great podcast. Yeah, I love it. it. Uh, Did you grow up with the flannel graph? I don't remember if we talked I about this. I just yet. missed the flannel graph, but okay. I was still in puppets. Okay. Like, there are definitely oh, finger yeah, puppets yeah, yeah. and yeah. like a chest full of things, oh, but it gosh. wasn't like point to something on, <laughs> yeah. on yeah. a board. Yeah. 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 So I just narrowly escaped that. Did you, what was your experience like in like what what are some fond or not fond just like memorable memories about childhood ministry yeah i uh got in trouble once because we sang this song (laughs) not father abraham that uh ended i stand alone on the word of god the Mm -hmm. b-i-b-l-e yeah and the bible is what you're spelling Mm -hmm. so i put my bible on the ground and i stood on it Because that is it's what literal. the song it's such says. Such a literal do, translation. Right? <laughs> such a literal person. But I'm doing the best. <laughs> <laughs> and I got in trouble for saying my Bible, and I was like, "It says, stand alone on the Word of God." That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I actually have fond memories. I sort of uh, you yeah. know made fun of it a little bit in the sermon, but uh, I it was exactly how I described. There's a little uh, every room Sunday school room had mm-hmm. a. Uh, what do you call it? like an upright piano? Mm-hmm. And there'd be a teacher that'd sort of play something on the upright piano, and then there's there was a literal flannel graph, and uh, she would teach us on that, and there'd be snack time. Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And then the puppets came later, and the puppets creeped me out quite a bit. I was Did never they? never a big fan of the puppets. <laughs> Don't bring those out, please. So if you want to send Adam some puppets, <laughs> oh, gosh, please. Were yeah. you still at Mountain View when we had puppets still? That was uh, as I came in. Yeah, uh, that was like my first summer being full time. So it was like Mm -hmm. 2014 or something is when we got rid of puppets at the Mountain View campus. Yeah, not too long ago. I don't remember a ton about specific like children's ministry. I remember what the classroom looked like, Mm -hmm. but the the things I remember most were like our big events. Like we had a big maze, a cardboard maze every year for Halloween. Mm -hmm. We had a giant pumpkin in which we would invite all the neighborhood to come, like all the people to come and like do this maze and this or that. And then we'd was it sit. like the hell house or whatever it's called? It wasn't quite that. Which you guys have those in Adam Oklahoma? was mm. a part of at some point. Yeah, I've talked about that on the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 This was a, you made a bracelet that had the different colors that represented the yeah. story. Oh yeah. I remember that. And then you'd walk out with the bracelet. That was always really fun. But like yeah. the specific Sunday morning things, I don't, mm-hmm. sorry, mom. 
<laughs> we actually have your mom on the phone right now too. <laughs> but if if you are listening or watching this and you want to send in or comment a funny childhood yeah, story, great. we will read them yeah. gladly. And that's that will great. be a fun part of Or if you're really bold, post it on Instagram and tag us. Yeah, I'll great. do that. That's great. Okay. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So Adam, how did you prepare for this? Was it different than preparing from other messages? Mm-hmm. Um obviously we're talking about something that is like lighthearted and fun because we can say on one one part of it is man like look at how absurd these stories are mm-hmm. but then on the other hand there's a good population that say these stories aren't absurd at all this is mm-hmm. actually how it happened mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. how did you approach that and what was that like yeah i actually was talking to phil yesterday sort of debriefing and we were just talking about how these were are very uniquely hard to prep because normally at least mm-hmm. my style with the sermon is to have basically one idea from the text Mm -hmm. and really uh, break down that one idea. And hopefully, at least again, sort of my bent as a uh, teacher is to really connect with the heart and sort of help us uh, leave with some kind of inspiration that connects to us in our practical life. And so I still wanted to have that. And I, I sort of had that at the end of like, okay, here's something you can take with you in Silicon Valley today and Mm -hmm. apply it but then this piece also has this uh lecture um not really scientific but academic type Mm -hmm. because you want to explain like that's part of the point of this series is we're trying to go um deeper we're trying to grow up and sort of look at this as adults so you have to have that piece that's a little more academic which um that's a lot in a 25 minute to 30 minute sermon. Mm-hmm. So that was just different in the prep for sure. I did a lot of a lot more background research, yeah. Yeah. um study academic like um that <coughs> could have been I I I thought of this actually yesterday is like this could be a 3 or 4 week series sure. about knowing the flood yeah. and try to pack it in uh in 25 minutes. It was really tough. I cut out most stuff. <laughs> yeah. Is there something in there that you we're looking back, you're like, ah, oh, I should have included that. I mean, it sounds like you had a lot of extra yeah. stuff, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's just so much. Um, I would have loved to talk more about the different flood narratives yeah. and what does that mean for the story? Because uh, I was talking with a friend of the podcast, Josh Horton, Chelsea mm-hmm. Josh, my roommate, yesterday, okay. and uh, he made a great point of like your roommate, <laughs> my roommate at Menlo Church. Uh, <laughs> He made a great point of like, there's probably a big subset of Christians, even our church, that don't even know about these other flood nerds. So that alone could have been mm-hmm. like a 10, 15 minute segment of like breaking some of those down. Uh, I would have loved, loved to break down the, the connection to Jesus even more. Yeah. Like I did a little bit, but that was sort of a newer thing for me um, in my study this the, the past few weeks of like, wow, this is such a cool connection point. Mm-hmm. To Jesus. So again, that could have been like the whole sermon could have been yeah. focused more on that. Right. Uh, but yeah, there's just a lot. I actually, in the last uh, six months, learned about the different floods. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like totally through this podcast that we've talked about before and mm-hmm. the whole, you know, bow in the clouds thing. That mm-hmm. was a new thing I learned about too. And it was like, mm-hmm. man, there's so much more to the story. Yep. Hence the whole theory. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. been really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think, yeah, my hope, I talked to tons of people afterwards. This, this has been probably for me uh, the, the most conversation after sermon I've had mm. at Menlo before. Oh. 
Just a lot of people interested, questions, excited. And my hope for everybody, because you just can't dig in too much in a 30-minute sermon, is it really does spur us all to to go back to these stories. Obviously, that's the point of the series. It's like we want to go back to these and sort of dig in deeper, uh, sort of get underneath of like what what is uh what do we see about God and mm-hmm. and us in these stories? It's they're so rich, yeah. they're so good. And one of the things that I appreciate most about you as a person, not just as a, a speaker, is how you, you're willing to talk things out and mm. you're willing to not hold things super tightly. Mm. So as people are engaging in these conversations, what advice do you have to, you know, to kind of separate like, man, I believe this thing mm. about this story forever and now I'm being questioned. Mm. And that can feel threatening, can feel like, what am I doing? Yeah. Am I wrong? So if people are engaging in that kind of thought, what, what advice, what encouragement would you give them? That's a great question. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, yeah, I think we can't ignore what's happening internally, like in our minds or our hearts. And so that would be a piece of it is like sometimes because something might feel a little scary or uncomfortable, uh, our tendency would be like, ah, but that might rock the boat of my... <laughs> beliefs or my thoughts it's like well it's going to be in there and at some point that's going to keep nagging on you Mm -hmm. so i'm definitely a believer in um jesus as as truth and as we dig in deeper and ask questions we're just going to uncover more truth so we can't Mm -hmm. be scared of asking questions having hard conversations and then i talked to someone afterwards and uh but in the midst of that just remembering that the point of all this for christians is Jesus. And mm-hmm. so uh, we have to hold firm to what we believe about Jesus and how we follow him. And then ask these questions in light of that. Like you're sort of partnering with Jesus. You're not sort of, yeah, I think there's, I know you guys talked about this last week. I, I, I love listening to you guys talk a little bit about deconstruction. Like that's mm-hmm. such a, a popular world, word in Christian culture right now. And it's like, uh, don't worry about like <laughs> deconstructing anything mm-hmm. instead sort of look at it as like, as I journey with Jesus, mm-hmm. I want to dig into uh, the scriptures more and I want to understand and ask questions. And yeah, so it's just a little different um, approach, I think. Um, yeah. I don't think I actually answered the question, but there's something. <laughs> <laughs> I know for me, and I don't remember if I started this last week or not, <clears throat> but um, the, my like, deconstruction journey has been like so one of the biggest things that I've like learned is the God in the I mean I've known the God in the Old Testament everybody says the God in the Old Testament is the same God in the New Testament is the same God now that's fact we all know Mm -hmm. that but then you read these excuse me you read these stories Mm -hmm. about this flood and Mm -hmm. all the rest of the like we're going to talk about the Tower of Babel this weekend Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. sin and um, Abraham and Isaac and all these things and you're like what how is that God the same God? And one of the things I've learned in my journey has been how it's more about God's grace mm. time and time again in the Old Testament. Like, yes, he, has, he does these things or he doesn't do these things, but he's time and time again, he's giving his people second chances mm-hmm. and just constantly saying, like, I still love you. You're my people. I'm going to help you. I'm going to take you here. And it's just been like, you know, in my heart of hearts, I've known that this is a good God, but yet how do you reconcile all mm-hmm. these horrible things? Yeah. But that's been something that's been really cool for me is actually to see it in a different way of like, 
we get so focused on the wrath of God that we don't see like the why and the deep and the love and all of that kind of stuff. So I encourage people to like, yeah, just dig into it, but focus on Jesus, focus on the more important part of it. Not like I was always taught these things and now they're actually false or maybe they are false or whatever. But when you focus on Jesus and the point of everything, then you can hopefully reconcile all of that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think for me, uh, being good or becoming better at studying the Bible is becoming good at zooming in and then zooming out and sort of going in and out constantly because you got to zoom in go to the context of what was happening. You want to zoom in and really get like, okay, what are the words here? What was happening in the ancient Near East? And that's good. And then you got to constantly zoom out too. And I I talked about that in the sermon. Like this is an ongoing narrative that Mm -hmm. is taking place. So for us as Christians, this is a narrative of redemption that's very long. And so if you get too zoomed in Mm -hmm. and you just focus on one story, you sort of miss like what what is God doing uh, in the long term? And so, yeah, there's that constant back and forth. And and I think too, like it's important to remember these are ancient stories. And I I think, you know, if I would have could go back and sort of talk to younger me a little more is just to understand like uh, part of the violence, part of the, uh, the the stories that are in there are coming out of a time of life that are so vastly different than mm-hmm. ours, and so we see things and we're like, "That is crazy," and that is uh, whoa. whoa. Speaking of crazy, that light is hot. If you're not uh, watching us on YouTube, one of our lights is flickering. <laughs> and do you think it's God trying to tell us something? <laughs> oh yeah, we're back. But yeah, just uh, you know, that is a time of life that. They they dealt with things differently. They viewed things differently. Violence, uh, tribalism, all that kind of stuff. Just it was a different world, and so sometimes we read those stories and it's shocking. It's crazy, and it's like, well, that was part of just the world mm-hmm. uh, as it was back then. My friend was talking about that um, recently. I forget what story in the Bible it was, but it was like, if my kids die you'll or is like if your kids die you can have mine or something like that mm-hmm. and she's a mom and she's like I, what like i if my kids die i don't want someone else's yeah, or i don't yeah. want to like oh yours died you can have mine and she's like it's just such a it was such a different time totally that was different. like yep. was life not as like fragile back then was life was like your family and your kids not as like important you know in a way yeah. of like you just trade them and pass them around and <laughs> if they die it's like oh well we'll have more it's like what? Yeah. so totally to your yeah. point of it yeah. was such a different, different time different time different life yeah i also think it's interesting that despite this story being one of the first stories we hear in the bible jesus mm-hmm. isn't coming until much much later mm-hmm. but still trying to read it through the lens of how does this how does this connect to jesus and that mm-hmm. story can you connect those dots for us for how we approach old testament things and how that relates to a person that came a lot of years later. And why is it important to make that connection to Jesus and not just, well, there's a God there, there's a God here. Mm. And so where does Jesus fit into this this story? Well, I do think the first step is always to take the story as is. And so it is important to remember on the first read or the first sort of uh, interpretation, first way you look at it is to remember that this is a ancient Jewish story because these are, uh, you know, this is part of the, 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 the Jewish Bible, right? Like this mm-hmm. is, uh, so sort of look at it through the lens of 
what does this mean for Israel? What did this mean in Israel's history and all of that? Um, so that's important. Like you sort of separate that and sort of look at the context. And then uh, for us as Christians, you know, um, we believe that uh, everything that Jesus, um, as he lived life, like he affirms everything in the Old Testament. He affirms everything. And so you see constantly in, in the Old Testament this concept of Messiah. You know, uh, Israelites were always waiting, looking forward to this Messiah that would come. And even the Noah story mm -hmm. is a, uh, uh, like a, a version of that. Like Noah was sort of seen, uh, at the beginning of the story, like he's going to be this Messiah, mm. this savior, uh, in this, in, in this narrative, but he is not like, he's just human. And so this is pointing to an eventual Messiah. Um, yeah. So for us, it's like we we can weave all of these stories we can look back what is this saying about the, the messiah um where do we see jesus in the midst of that and sometimes uh yeah again it's important to do that first step uh first like sort of look at the text as is and then for us it's like yeah that's the that's what we are uh mm -hmm. as christians this is our lens that we view things mm -hmm. through so yep. that makes sense yeah mm -hmm. it does and then I think the last thing that I want to drill down on is a question that was kind of central to your whole message, which was, is it true? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so as we are coaching and teaching ourselves how to approach stories, how to approach narratives, how to approach um, things that aren't necessarily just in, you know, this, this Bible as well. You mentioned some other teachings from, I think, um, like a Jewish community as well, which I thought was pretty interesting too, of just like how they approached it. Mm -hmm. And so... When we're asking this question, is it true? What, it, what are we really asking? Mm -hmm. And you kind of, you, you hinted at this and did a good job of unpacking that in your message, but I just want to give a little bit of more space to that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the best way to, yeah, I think for me, um, the, the quote that I mentioned from, like, the head of theology. Lucka. An eco, I know. <laughs> Thank you for that my one shot. Is he a listener? <laughs> sure he is. But I thought he said it like super concise and super well mm -hmm. of like, uh, you're misunderstanding the point if you're asking, uh, did this exactly happen yeah, as totally. is? Because there's a deeper truth that mm -hmm. these narratives yeah. are trying to point to. Um, and I think it's important... Okay. On the practical side, and I loved how Phil set it up the first week, and I tried to to follow on this. Like, these are what are considered non-essential parts of our our faith. Um, mm -hmm. There are going to be Christians that uh, take these stories as literally true mm -hmm. to the very you know detail. That's okay. That's good. Um, and then there are going to be Christians who s view this more as like figurative, a little mm -hmm. more of a, a narrative that is pointing to something uh, different. And, and that's okay. Like sometimes we get, uh, we can easily become a little uh, polarized in that way too, of like, okay, well, uh, I can't believe you take that literal, you're ignorant, or I can't believe you take that figurative, you're not like a real Christian. Mm -hmm. And these are uh, like non-essential parts. Like I was talking, again, I talked to a lot of people afterwards, and we talked about the creeds. Like, we don't talk about the creeds in our, mm. our church a ton, but the creeds were a way for the early church to remember, here are the essentials of what it means to be a Christian and a follower of Jesus. And nowhere in the creeds does it say, like, and 
also, we got to remember that we take these, you know, mm-hmm. that was just not uh, the essential, essential part. So I think it's just important to, to sort of see, like, have some uh, varying degrees there. And we mentioned these two different books in the past two weeks uh, give different views that Christians have. So, mm-hmm. so there's definitely ways to sort of dig into, like, what do you actually believe in that spectrum? Mm-hmm. But again, for truth-wise, it's like, yeah, I actually believe all these stories are true. Uh, I, I would just say that the truth is a deeper, uh, more, uh, yeah, it's like a deeper understanding of what is true. Yeah, that's great. I think that's like, just put a little bow on that. That's like the series right there. You know, yeah. I feel like yeah. that's, especially in this area, I think people get so caught up in black and white and what is true and what is not true. And mm. especially like I was taught that the Bible is totally true. And now look like doing my own kind of study and research. I'm like, I don't know, maybe it wasn't, you know, and I'm okay. Like not really mm. under knowing what actually happened or didn't happen. Because in the end, it's like, that's not what's important, you know? Mm. And so I think that's, that's just such a powerful reminder for this whole series of like, yeah, definitely do research. Try to figure out what yeah. you believe and what you don't believe. But if you get to a point where you're like, I have no idea, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. 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 yeah and I think the hope is that this would just drive us more to, uh, to fall more in love with Jesus mm-hmm. and who he is and how he approached the scriptures. and. Mm-hmm. And these are, for me, you know, my journey through the Bible in, in my lifetime. It's so cool because I'm more in love with the scriptures than I've ever been in my life. And these stories mm-hmm. are so alive and so true to me. And, uh, yeah, it, it, just because there are different views on how it happens does not, like, shake my faith anymore. It's actually sort of made my faith more vibrant. And mm-hmm. so that would be my my prayer and hope for for everyone is that the journey would just make things more rich and more full um, in the Bible. You did touch on a little bit the rainbow or the bow in the cloud. Can you kind of go into that a little bit? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So rainbow is what we, uh, that's the phrase that we typically use. Uh, Hebrews didn't have a word for rainbow, but it, it was bow in the clouds, which of course it was a rainbow, right? But it's just cool to sort of break down that phrase and think of what is a bow. Because uh, I don't know about you guys, when I think of a rainbow, I've never thought about the shape of it. Yeah. Like, it's just in Pretty my color. head, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Let's go, yeah. Exactly. General lexicon, don't really think about it. So to think of a bow in the clouds just helps us think of what is a bow. A bow is something that sort of arcs and then points to. And so to think of it as like, as God made wow. this covenant and this sign, it was like, it's pointing to God himself. This is who God is. This is a covenant uh, that I'm making with humans forever that you can always remember to look at this bow in the clouds that will point to me. Oh my me. gosh. <laughs> These new lights are not <laughs> this is having it. a very creepy podcast. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, like, like just the last piece on the bow, um, is just thinking about, uh, what that meant again, through the lens of Jesus and like the cross and how it's just cool to think of the, the inverse of Noah, of how, uh, humankind lost in the flood, but one man and his family was saved. And then the flip of that, where 
humankind was saved and Jesus was the mm. one who took on the violence and the suffering and just how the cross is sort of a bow in the clouds, right? It sort of points um, to God. And, and then my final thought, and, and this is how the story has really resonated with me more recently, is just thinking through uh, how does God uh, point to himself and the covenant uh, in this world, and that is us. And that's a pretty cool mm. responsibility of like we are the the bow in the clouds. We are yeah. the way we live life is how we point to this mm. God of restoration and redemption. It's pretty cool. Sweet. Well, what else do you have going on this summer? I know that you're kind of taking some time off, but I mm-hmm. think Sank's doing something special as well. So can you talk about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. At the so the first of every month, Sank, um, we're we're doing our worship service first Sunday of every month. First Sunday of every month. That's correct. Um, we're calling it Sacred Sank. And we had our first one last month, and this upcoming Sunday is our second one. And uh, Sacred, just essentially, uh, we're just trying something where we're having like a contemplative service. Uh, candles, no amplification, mm. uh, no screens at all. There's even a table uh, where we encourage, you don't have to, but we encourage people to just leave their phones for an hour, mm. just sort of take that away. And, and it was really cool. The first one we did, of you know, I, I personally believe um, there's a hunger among mm-hmm. our generation and lower. We're very aware of what technology is doing to us and we sort mm-hmm. of feel it. We sense it. Mm-hmm. And so to provide spaces where we can um, just get away from that a little bit and connect with God in a little more of a quiet, silent type of a way. So yeah, that's the first Sunday of every month. And um, yeah. And then we'll be back. We do a weekly Bible study that will be back in August. And I'm stoked for that. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, thanks for stopping by, Adam. Um, We might have a midweek next week or maybe not, but after that, we're planning on doing something pretty cool. Jess, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. We just thought it'd be fun to do something a little different this summer. Mm -hmm. Phil is off most of the summer writing, so he's still going to be preaching for us, but not really working in the office. So we were like, okay, well, we don't really have Monday midweek. So we met with Adam and a couple other listeners of Whoa. the show mm-hmm. uh, to come up with some fun ideas. So we're going to have some like kind of like a variety show kind of mm-hmm. thing. We're just going to talk about weird, funny stuff. And mm-hmm. it's going to be really fun. So. Love, <laughs> I love that description, weird, funny stuff. Weird it's going to be funny. a mix of like theology, midweek kind of stuff, but also like, man, let's, let's dig in. Let's have two people talk about opposing sides of Noah's Ark and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Or everything in between. Um, cool. Or just like give Adam five minutes at the microphone and let him <laughs> just let him talk. Yeah, well, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's experiment, it's something to have fun. Our hope is that you can just put this on as you're traveling or in the airport, and it's you know it's a good mix of entertainment and is also you know some fun things underneath it. So mm-hmm. cool, be really fun. Um, that should be coming out in a couple of weeks. And if you again have any funny childhood stories. Let us know. Text us at 650-600-0402. Have a great weekend, everybody. Great week. See you soon. Bye. See ya. Bye.